Joe presents From the Corner, brought to you by The Zone. Hello, Fight Fans. We are back from the corner, the best boxing show on the scene. Brought to you by Joe and The Zone with me, David Aloka. And me, Swazi McCallie. Now, for the first episode, we had, of course, Eddie Hearn sit on our sofa. But for this episode, we've not just got one, but we've got two special guests in the studio. On today's show, we will be looking back on all of last weekend's action. And we will be hearing from Jason Quigley as he prepares for his WBO middleweight clash against the defending champion, Demetrius Andrade. We'll also be hearing from Joshua Boazzi and getting his reaction to having to pull out of his fight in December. And of course, we've got the headband challenge as well. But before all of that, I want to introduce to you two of our special guests. In the red corner, we've got the king of Snapchat and the leader of the Spartans. And in the blue corner, we've got someone from the DAZN family as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Steve the Madman and Ade Oladipo. Um, Ade, talk to me. Bruv, the zone. Absolutely mm. incredible. How's it been been being part of the family over there? Amazing. That's, that's amazing. Obviously, I've got my show with Tony Bellew. So you said you've got the best show. I, think, I mean, I don't know. My the zone boxing show with Tony Bellew is pretty good as well. They know, they know. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm quite sure. I have to look at the rating. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Shots fired, right? I, I see you. But no, it's, honestly, it's, it's amazing. Um, me and Tony do our thing. We go to the events as well. And you get to you get to watch live boxing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As a fan, I was like desperate to go and watch live boxing. Mm. So you get to watch live boxing, which is always good. Plus, we're putting on good shows. We're putting on good shows, and that's not always easy with boxing because you know we put a show out, everyone moans, "Oh, who's this person? Who's that person?" Yeah. But we're showcasing new fighters to the world. A lot of female boxing as well, which I think is important. It's growing right now. We had a really good female fight on the weekend, which we're probably going to touch on. But it's been a good journey so far. It's Absolutely. Well, what, what do you think makes the zone stand out from its competitors? We're just different. We, we tried to be edgy with it. I've always thought boxing was almost stuck in a ruck. You mm. know, when you go to boxing shows, almost just a copy and paste job at every event. And we're like, no, no, one second. We'll, you know, we'll take a bit of that. We, you can copy some good things, but we're going to show you a whole different thing as well. I mean, look at our team. And you think like Maya Jammer and Laura Woods, uh, Mike Costello. I mean, we've got the best of the best. Obviously, Ade Oladipo. I mean, <laughs> so we've gone for the best of the best. And I think that's what makes it different. And plus, as well, what I like as well, our shows are short and snappy. Mm. Yeah, you go to some shows and it's eight hours. You can you can camp. You can camp outside the show. <laughs> Here, we're just trying to get you in, get you out, a bit of music, a bit of food, a bit of drink sometimes at the bar as well. And you go, everyone goes on. I know that's the reason why you signed up. Trust idea, me. Right? I want to love about I've got like a little contract with a little bar contract. <laughs> you got a tab, yeah? Tab, yeah, do you know what I mean? You got the tab going. But for both of you, I just love the fact that the two worlds cross over. You've got entertainment and boxing, right? But what are you both like in the ring? If we were to put you there, what are you saying? I don't know about that, you know. I think you'd be, you got the. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. And the funny thing is, everyone thinks because you work in boxing that you can box. So I just go with that monarch, like, yeah, I can box. I can box. I see you I did in the gym, box. I see you gym a lot more these days though. as well. Huh? Have you ever been found out? No, I actually boxed when I was young. I boxed as an oh, amateur for doing ABC. And then my mum, Nigerian families, found out, and that was stopped immediately. She kept getting nosebleeds, <laughs> <Immediately. laughs> <Immediately. laughs> <Immediately. laughs> didn't you? I, well, I got a little, a little knock under the eye, and she was like, what, what, get hit? what are you on? doing? <laughs> well, where have you been? <laughs> so that ended immediately. So, um, yeah, you know, you try and do a little, a little bit now and again. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave that to the professionals. Mm. Absolutely. Steve, I'll take Steve. I think I'll take Steve. Yeah, you can take me. I'm, I'm obviously a dancer, so <laughs> I'm good. I move quick in the <laughs> ring, float like a butterfly. And don't sting like a bitch. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. That's what I'm saying. Don't but I, like I'm not bit. meant to. I tell oh, jokes. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, I tell jokes. But um, no, I'm good with the, I'm good with the, um, the feet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So obviously you've had that background, but mm. now you've got a bromance affair going on with AJ. 
Tell me, give me the gloss. How did I even I'm kind of jealous to hear this because yeah. AJ and me are like that. I'm literally his uh, interior designer. Is it really? Yeah. What have you put in his yard? Uh, I've put lions. Yeah, the table. He's copied my table. Head I said copy. Yes. He's copied your table. Hundred percent, and you can ask him, and he would tell you. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say because he's copied your name a couple of times to get into the club. Yes. So where's he gone about? What's he doing with your name? Mate, listen. One second. One second. One second. AJ's used your name to get in the clubs. Yeah, not the other way around. So, and, AJ's using and, your and, name. Steve goes to the clubs. The bouncer stops him. Because I'm Steve. He says, the says, <laughs> I know Steve. Yes. No, I am Steve. Oh, oh, he says I am Steve. <laughs> Apparently, I can't obviously confirm that, but that's what's been said. And again, I had a word of him. <laughs> My words never go well. Yeah, my fingers always get bent back and they get slapped out. And one time he went to shake my hand, I thought he was going to strike me and I, I flinched. When you're training with him, what do you pick up? Any advice that he's given you? No, I give him advice. Okay, what's this the is best a true story again. Um, obviously, I know, I know a little bit about boxing, but I always want to, I think AJ sometimes too clean. I like mm. dirty boxing. I come mm. from old school. So I told him when he's in the, in the huddle. In the clinch. In the clinch. In the clinch. Headbutt. Yeah. Straight in oh, yeah. headbutt. Yeah, yeah, you get away with it three times. Both of you guys, what I want to know is, what would your nickname be if you were a fighter? We'll start with you, Eddie. Come on, you the must be an exterminator. What the exterminator. the exterminator? Put your lights out. Oh, <laughs> flames out. You know, it's a, a mix of that plus Terminator is my favorite movie ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we've got. 80s baby. I, I can I can accept my age, unlike some humans over here. <laughs> 80s baby. So exterminate would be so add a the exterminator on the depot. So you'd be getting and bugs. I would come out. You'd be getting all bugs in that. Yeah, I'd yeah, probably come out. I was going to say, you're killing the robots in that. I'd probably come out to the ring with like something exterminating things. That's the Deontay Wilder vibes there. It's his walk out. He comes out all yeah. too much on. That's a show. Yes, yeah, a show exactly. It's I like that though. Yeah, I like it. Exterminator. Yeah, yeah. Stuff it's done. not too bad. Okay, that's, good. that's a good one. Exterminator. Yeah, Exterminator. I'd probably just be the Spartan because that's I am Spartan all the way. So I know it's boring, but I am the Spartan. About to say that's a bit obvious, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Steve-O, the Spartan Mad Madman. Mad. <laughs> Probably just the madman then. The Remember, mad I've got a nickname. That's actually what I'm saying. What are we saying? What Steve-O, the madman, madman? You, you say it like that, yeah. You say it like that. It's mad. Because <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, Dave. He does the. He repeats your name. Yeah, exactly. Mad man, mad man, mad man, mad man. I never understood it before. Yeah. I was like, is he? What's he doing? I didn't quite get it. Echo. Yeah, I was like, what's he doing? And then he tells the story about yeah. you, you know, find saw people do it in the sixties and seventies. Mm. So the way to do it. It's crazy because because I watch so much the zone boxing. Anytime I hear. Names being called out and they don't do it twice. Yeah. I'm like, what's, yeah. what's going yeah, on? Yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. It's now it's become the norm to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah got to do it twice. <laughs> David Diamante is amazing, by the way. He is. Yeah, he's got a crazy story as well. Yes, yeah, and, and his dreads are 10-10. Well, of course, we've got to be talking about what happened last weekend as well and what a knockout that was from Kiko Martinez on Kid Galahad. Huge upset. Something that probably no one really saw coming. I mean, Eddie Hearn said, "I ain't seen that one coming." Mm. So, what were your thoughts on that on that fight? I still can't believe it. Honestly, I still I. There's never been that kind of upset in the British boxing ring where two champions have lost their world title belts. Yeah. Mm. Ever. Honestly, ever. I was asking a few sort of old school journalists that were ringside, like, has that ever happened where two of the favourites, two British guys, sorry, guys and girls, world titles, losing? No, never. Mm. Um, Terry Harper getting stopped like that. Mm. Especially in female boxing, you don't really see knockouts like that. Like, Savannah Marshall is considered a big puncher, but you don't normally see... Big stoppages. It normally takes a, a combination or accumulation of punches. When that Baumgartner landed that one and she kind of stopped her on her feet, everyone just went silent. Yeah. Pin drop. Yeah. 
Really? And then we're all getting over that. I was like, all right, cool. Whew. All right, we've got Kid Galahad coming up now anyway. When he got stopped, I was like, okay, we're done. Mm. We're done. Let's just go to the bar and drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like done. This is crazy. Um, but that's why we love boxing, right? Again, you put those kind of cards together and people might moan about them because, you know, people look at the odds and think, okay, all the favourites are going to win. It doesn't work like that with boxing. Mm. You can get upsets. I mean, these are life-changing results for both of those fighters. Baumgardner makes big money. No one really knew about her before. Mm-hmm. Now everyone knows of her. Yeah. And for Kiko Martinez, he's probably the best Spanish fighter now of all time. So mm. these are massive, massive results. He's made such a name for himself. I mean, one punch can completely change the whole fight. So what does that do for the underdog then? Mm. I guess going into fights now, it just gives everyone that opportunity, especially now where we're coming out of COVID, where you're fighting behind closed doors, you've not been active. It's almost a case of don't get ready, stay ready. Mm. And someone like Kiko Martinez has been active this year. So, he's, you know, he's travelled the world. This is the kind of guy that literally will have passport, will travel. He's, go, he's happy to go anywhere and fight. And I think he deserves it. I think he deserves the opportunity. He's 35. Every time he stepped up, he's lost. This time, though, he shows that there's still life in the old man. He's not even old. 35 is not old, is no, it? No, yeah. But in boxing terms, it's considered quite a lot. In normal life, is you know, we've still got our youth, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, I'm so happy for Kiko Martinez, but I'm more happier for Alicia Baumgartner just yeah. because, again, the growth of female boxing, she's great looking, she talks well, she's arrogant, she's confident. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to be a superstar, and I, I think that she'll go all the way. Were yeah. you super surprised, um, super surprised with her winning that, though? Because for me, knowing the story of that, that she'd been out how hard she'd got back mm. listening to her um her team talk like they were super up for it um harper had been out as well for a yeah. year like for me oh, i don't want to seem like the oracle here but i did definitely see like yeah trust yeah, yeah, yeah. i see, thought I, she was gonna get munched yeah that, that harper would get munched yeah, yeah, yeah i was waiting for your the first hand is seconds. not working bro yeah. like how are you going into mm, the ring yeah. your hand is not working and this girl was ready she said from the jump she said she's not ready for me and she still went in do you know so in what the do you first do with 30 that seconds yeah Baumgartner landed a right mm-hmm. hand i can't swear on this show right and she screamed at harper and said yeah be right, mm-hmm. and I thought she was oh. up for it. Hello, good afternoon, good morning. She's come back from bad injury. She's like, I'm from yeah. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shepherd ain't scared me. You guys are booing me. I'm not scared. She was there. She was ready. And um, it's funny because I interviewed her the other day, and she's back in America. Now she just, I said, it's not even the same person. She all hairs out now. Hi, Eddie. I was like, Where's Alicia gone? Where are you? Where's the killer gone? But um, look, great opportunity for again opens doors there's talk about Katie Taylor fight next year make some money as well and I think it's fantastic it shows the growth of the sport absolutely Steve you've been live at a few um, events where there's been shocks what is that what is that like being in the crowd and being in the atmosphere of that where when there's big shocks um, I remember one shock it was the Povetkin Joshua fight I think I was there for that um, and I sat behind a, a pole couldn't believe it. I'm ringside seats and they put me behind the pole. That was the biggest shock of my life. You were shocked. I thought I was triple A. Yeah, I was sitting behind the pole talking to security. Yeah, that was, uh, that's the biggest shock I've had at boxing. Um, mate, to be honest with you, it's a, I tell you the biggest shock was New York, um, Ruiz, oh, Yeshua. Heart attack. I man. cried. I don't know if I did that. Man, AJ, me and him had some emotional times, man. There's a lot of time he's made me cry. But um, that time there... It made me cry because I didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, when you don't, when you don't expect someone to lose like that, mm. it just, it just absolutely deflation. Deflation. It's, on on that day, I remember being being there as well, being present. On that day, Liverpool also won the Champions League. I'm a Man United fan. It cut oh, yeah. my heart, and I thought, yeah, at least AJ's gonna. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Absolute sadness there. Um, talking about that, Ade, what is it like speaking to to fighters just 
after the fight. Mm. Just ringside, just as the adrenaline is leaving their body, as the steam is rising from their skin. Talk to us about what that's like, the emotions on both sides. Adrenaline is leaving my body as well. Because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, especially with um, Kiko Martinez. Because again, I had like a little thing written for Kid Galad. Mm. I assumed 100% wow. it's a homecoming fight, he's going to win. So I had all these what I thought was a really fantastic question. Like, you know, really good. I was like, this is going to be good. I'm going to clip this one, put it on my Instagram. And then um, Kid Gat, he lost. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to interview Kiko. And Kiko is Spanish. So it's got to go through a translator. But you can see the, the excitement in them, their voice. Mm. It's almost like they, they're in the ring, they're warriors. And then they just calm down a bit. They calm down and they're almost human again. Um, but I, I love interviewing someone when they've almost upset the apple cart because th- there's something special about that. Everyone's written them off. They, they're booed in. And almost clapped out. And that's one thing, I, I credit the Sheffield fans, they didn't clap out Alicia. I have to admit, they didn't. They booed her out because she was saying some things in the lead up to the fight. But Kiko, everyone that was there clapped him out. Just because, again, this is the guy that's been over here so many times. He's lost. He's been on the end of a couple of controversial decisions. But like, I- I'm lucky to interview them. It's like, almost like the first opportunity to hear what they have to say. Yeah. And um, I just let them speak. So I'm, I'm asking the most basic question. Not because... I can't think of a good question because I clearly can. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me just ask a basic question so they can just take the floor. Yeah. And they take the floor yeah. and keep it. Spanish, the floor. you say Spanish. So you, yeah. you go up to him, you say buongiorno. That's, I didn't even say that. Yeah. Is that? That's not Spanish. That's Spanish. Spanish. No, that's not Spanish. No, Spanish. No, Spanish. no, 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 no we're the translators. This is, this is, this is the zone. Where we get mean? translators, right? Italian. 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 Yeah, yeah, Italian yeah. Hola. Yeah. You'd say. Hola. Yeah. Hola, como estas? Hey, okay. Don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? You don't spend me. This is the same. 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 This but forget that scrap. Mm. That. He, he's, he's been on the end of some ridiculous, horrific decisions and he fights everyone. So it's always going to be a, a, a brick versus brick fight, you know, Mexico mm. versus Puerto Rican. And in the end, the Mexican won and Munguia's there now. Munguia's like, you, you look at potential fights for Canelo, like all Mexican fights in Mexico, the Azteca Stadium, he could do that. He could fight Chris Eubank Jr. over here, potentially. Triple so now G. he's opened himself up, Triple, Triple G. G, there you go. So, so many fights for Munguia and I think he needed that statement win against someone and Rosado was a bit of a statement win. It was indeed. Now, uh, someone Jamie Munguia could also be fighting in the future is Jason Quigley. We caught up with the Irishman ahead of his WBO championship fight with Demetrius Andrade. Here's what you have to say. My name is Jason Quigley, former world amateur silver medalist, former European amateur gold medalist. I'm currently the NABO middleweight champion and uh, fighting for the world title now on November 19th. I learned to fight back when I was probably around seven or eight. Um, my father, I didn't know he was a boxer, um, he just started training in the kitchen, you know, a bit of skipping. I used to sit up on the kitchen unit and play the music for him and uh, keep him motivated to keep him going. I was the, the DJ. And um, that's where I kind of got introduced into boxing was my father doing a bit of training. This guy has been great and we've had half of this camp back at home in uh, Dublin. Now we're in uh, the home of the Gypsy King, the, the heavyweight champ. It's a great environment to be around, you know, he's been there, he's done it. 
he is walking, breathing champ, you know what I mean? He's everything in here, the pictures on the wall, you know, the environment that you're around is just, uh, it's something else that's inspiring. You know, this is the biggest fight of my career, um, the most exciting fight of my career, but I don't want to look too far ahead. I just have to take things one day at a time. I would love to be remembered for giving it my absolute all, you know what I mean? Getting in there, being a good, honest, genuine person, um, making it to the top legit, you know, putting in the hard graft, putting in the hard work, and uh, getting there just by pure determination and hunger. What's he got to do to beat him? I've been seeing on socials, yeah, guys are like, nah, he, he don't stand a chance. Is that true? Um... It's close to true. It's close to true. It's not because Quigley's not a good fighter, because Quigley is. Uh, it's because Demetrius Andrade is a very, very good fighter. This is the guy who's a two-it world champion. He's awkward. He's unbeaten. He's almost a boogeyman of boxing that no one wants to fight him. I like that. The Eddie boogeyman of been boxing. To, I might nick that one. Actually. Yeah. Do yeah can I, I go back? I'll put a question about my nickname again. <laughs> but um, I feel like he's just avoided. He, he can't get the big fights. But when he fights guys that are just below maybe world level, and I think Quigley's almost European fringe world, he almost puts a show on. Mm. And I expect him to put a show on because there's so many big fights out there for him. Even Eddie Hearns come on and said that he can't get Andrade to fight. No one wants to fight him because he is that dangerous. But he's, what, 33 now? He so needs he to should. start knocking people out, though, for me. Mm. Oh, yeah, she just go there and knock him out. Yeah? He, no, whoa, no, he goes there. Just turn up and turn him Again, if you are this, this guy that we're saying everyone's avoiding and whatnot... Um, Start finishing people because a lot of them go to points. A lot of yeah, his fights go do. to points. You know I don't what think mean? he's so, got the pop. Right, he hasn't got that yeah. power. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But do you think you're going to make sure that you prepare questions for him in case he wins? Because after last weekend with such a big upset, you don't know where it's going to go. You don't, but this one, I, 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 I <laughs> this one, he said, he knows, he knows. Yeah. This one, I know where it's going. I mean, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tune in and watch the fight. But I'm just saying, like, um, this one, it's a tough ask for Quigley. Again, it's because Andrade for me is. A top 15 pound for pound mm. and quickly he's coming off a win against Shane Mosley's son Shane Mosley Jr mm-hmm. that's a big step up I mean there's levels to boxing as we know so but look you never know we've seen a lot of upsets recently but this would be a massive massive upset he's got pedigree though Quigley he's, um, Andy Lee with him as well you yeah. know Andy Lee's a top trainer he was a know? top amateur as well I think he should have probably gone to the Olympics 2016 rather than go pro when he did but um a ch- ch- ching, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. you the <laughs> but, there's, a, there's amateur but money then there's think, professional money I don't think he um I don't think he would get knocked out though I think he's smart enough to take it to the 12 but I hope so yeah. I hope so hopefully he can well best of luck to Jason Quigley and all the other boxers fighting on the zone this weekend right it's time to play a game which I'm very gasped for because these two are definitely going to give me banner it's all called real fight versus fake fight that's right we'll read out some names from the most legendary fights in history all you've got to do is tell us which ones are real and which ones we've made up Got it? Yeah. And you two can work together on this. All right? Okay, cool. A little bit of conferring going on here, yeah? <laughs> two heads better than one. Okay, your number one is the Rumble in the Jungle. Real or fake? It's a real fight. It's a real yes. fight. Yes, real yes. Fight. yes. Yeah. Okay, all That's right. Fair. Ding, ding. Okay. The Tussle in Brussels. <laughs> One sec, one sec. That's a good name. No, it's, need to make good. It happen. it's almost too good. Tuss, nah. The Tussle in Brussels. Nah, 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 nah. Only that, just because fights didn't really happen in Belgium, but, so I'll be shocked. I'm going to say... No, but you... Well, Ooh, I'm glad you brought it over to me, teammate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! You see what I'm saying? He must be all like on his own, home, mate. Home, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go no, with you. No, yes. no, no, no. I'm, I'm going, going with you. Go with me. There's no tussles in Brussels. Oh, that's maybe even a better name, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, that one was on. fake. Um, see, next one is the war. The war in Bangalore. 
Real or fake? Where's Bangalore? Is that a real place? <laughs> <laughs> is it's a place called Bangalore? Well, you thought we were talking about Balamori, mate? No. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Bangalore. The war in Bangalore. Oh. Um, the war in Bangalore. The only reason I know about Bangalore is because I watch a lot of cricket and there's a lot of cricket played in Bangalore. I don't know. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That broke records. Nah. Nah. They're passing the test. <sighs> fake. You're right. All right. The brawl in Montreal. I believe that's real. I believe it, but... Yeah. Okay. Don't do that now. You don't know what you believe, Come on, what man. You believe what? I believe it's real. I believe it's real. I believe it's real. I believe, I believe it's real, but... That's why you won't do the I YouTube fight. Yeah. <laughs> say it with your chest, bro. That's real. Are you, are you asking me? Or I, I, he I think I've heard that before. You've given the answers. All right. Yeah, it's real. Yes. It's real. That's oh, right. Come on. All right, Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. There you go. Yes. The fact that you are literally in your seat is giving me too much jokes. Um, okay, the fight of the century. Yes. 100%. 1 trillion percent. Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser. That's the great, one of the greatest Steven? fights of all time. Steve, stick with me on this one. Steve, please. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry, don't worry." If I don't know this one, then no, but the zone can take the contract away. I didn't, I didn't the know. The no, 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 but I didn't know. I'll be honest with you that that was called because I've heard many fights of the century, but they actually named that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And was it? Yeah, it was a good fight. Muhammad Ali lost. Mm. Oh, good fight. You are correct. Of course. Oh, don't even try. Of course, you're correct, Ali and Fraser. Of course, it is. Yeah. Your last one. The tear up in Sid Cup. That's so good, it can't be true. Tear up in Sid Cup. Sid Cup's local, isn't it? Is it yeah. come boxing events? Yeah, come on, you've got a leisure centre. Yeah. Anyway, there's a leisure centre. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. this could be a trick question. There's definitely been a tear up there. Uh, yeah, it's true. Whether it was... Whether uh, it was yeah. uh, Outside of that club yeah. or... Uh, yeah. Tear up in Sid Cup. Nah, nah. You're saying no. It doesn't even rhyme. The tear up in Sid Cup, it does. If you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. go fake or real? Oh, uh, 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 you say it. The tear up in Sid Cup. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound like it rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't you got to tear up. You got to say you got up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going with whatever you say because I'm not sure. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no way. He's risking it all. Yeah. Well, we've won the show. We, we got more. No, but this is it. I'm, 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 I'm a gambler. This is all in, all or nothing, yeah? Okay. <laughs> all in, okay. yeah? It's not tipping point. It's okay. <laughs> it's not tipping Yeah, we're going for it. This is it, man. We're putting our houses in everything. Go okay. We're, we're doing it, yeah? Yes. So you're going fake? Uh, fake, I'm man. I'm with him. I'm with him. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sure, look. I did. I did. I love it. All right, it's fake. Yay, it's fake. It's fake. I knew you. Yeah, I knew you. Yeah, I knew you. Yeah, put everything in. I'm doing this with you too, you know. Come Vegas for me, bro. No. A terror outside. Any any nightclub, it wouldn't be. Unbelievable. Yes. Up next, we spoke to Buatsi, who gave us his thoughts and feelings on his injury. Here's what he had to say. I had to withdraw from the fight primarily because um, I sustained the hand injury during training camp. Um, it was during sparring, actually. Um, wasn't getting paid for it, but it's, it's, it's what happened. In fact, the sparring partner was the one getting paid. But um, it happened that way around. And, um, you know, like, I felt the pain straight away. And the way the hand is right now, I know that, it wouldn't be right of me to enter the ring because I will, I will be nowhere near 100%. When you get in the ring, sometimes you're 100%, sometimes you're near it. You mm. still rock and roll. But this time, I know that I'm very far off it with this and um, I knew I was fighting someone good. So it would be, again, as I said on in, on social media, it would be a disservice to myself and those that are following my career for me to go in there and not be near enough 100%. Um, and as we know as fighters, if we can push through it, we'll push through it. But 
if it's to the extent that you know that you know what this is a disadvantage to myself then you withdraw yourself and that's what i've had to do smart decision Mm. Yeah, ultimately it's the best decision. Obviously, for fight fans, it's disappointing because yeah. he's going to fight a guy called Maxim Vlasov, and that's really the trajectory he's on. Where he's fighting guys now that are world level. He had that Belotnik's fight in fight camp, which was a good result. But Vlasov, for me, beat a guy called Joe Smith Jr. Previously, he was a world champion. So I think he's fighting in my eyes a world champion. Mm. You've got to be a hundred percent. Both hands have got to be working for that kind of fight. So disappointing, but hopefully, you know, heals up, rest up, and we see him in the spring. But yeah, yeah right decision. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing for his career. Yeah, good for guy. sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a fight you was looking forward to, Steve, wasn't it? Yes. I love Josh. Um, but I've also known that he's, he's, he's very smart and he's calculated with his career and that would have been a, a massive decision because, as you say, he was stepping up the levels. We've been, mm-hmm. we've been wanting him to step up the levels, sometimes maybe too quick. Like, I want to see him there quicker, but... Um, I want him there now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that's a good decision, man. That's yeah. A good decision. It's all a real right. shame when athletes get pulled out because of an injury, but of course, mm-hmm. we wish him all the luck and we hope to see him in the ring real soon. The WBC convention was this week and there are two main takes from it. The first is that Canelo will be moving up to Cruiserweight to challenge the WBC champion, Makabu, and Tyson Fury will not be ordered to fight Dylan White for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World. So what do we think? Um, Firstly, will Canelo dominate another weight division? The funny thing is, I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out about three, four weeks ago. I said Canelo could go and take on Lunga Makabu just because Makabu's a cruiserweight, but he's a small cruiserweight. Mm. He's not the land of the giants. He's not a Coley. You know I mean, that's ridiculous. Akoli's a heavyweight. He's cheating, if I'm honest with you. Whereas Makabu is a smaller guy. Um, people kind of laughed and jeered. And I'm like, oh, I kind of told you so. You know what I mean? But um, look, I think he's got an opportunity. Um, Makabu is a big puncher. He's a southpaw. But I guess us Brits will remember the last time he was over here, mm. he got knocked out by Tony Belli. And we remember that. And right now, Canelo looks, looks like he's a machine. But in saying that, Canelo's like 5'7". You know, 168 pounds. Makabu does walk around around 220 and he's six foot. There's a difference there. Size surely has to play a part in something. Has to. Yeah, but but um, I see that. But he also beat... Um, uh, Callum Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's what, 6'2", 6'3"? Mm. Uh, so the height difference in that, it's, it's not... But the size. size but surely the size. Then, yeah. I think Maccabre's record, sort of head, I think he's, he's lost twice. Of his 28 wins, I think 26 by knockout. So he's not just a big lump that can't punch. He's a guy that can hit. Mm-hmm. I think we've all said Canelo needs to fight someone that can dent him. And I think you're rolling the dice. I love it. I think Canelo's trying to become the greatest Mexican ever, but this is a risk. I think Canelo, if he catches him like, and keeps catching him, which I think he will because mm. he's that good, um, you chop him down, man. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Five-weight world champion potentially is incredible. Especially we're talking those bigger weights as well. It's not like the smaller weights mm. where you jump up five or six pounds. It's you're talking he's jumping up to 20 the 200 pounds. Pound, 200, 200 pounds. pounds. It's, uh, it's uh, so my weight. It's going to be very... Yeah, is that... Is that oh, oh. Yeah. Are you ready to jump in there? I was going to say, is that you yeah. putting you want, yourself you want, forward? You want payday? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do, do it for 10 million. Yeah, 10 right. million, I'll take a couple of licks for 10 million. <laughs> and then, let's talk about Tyson Fury, uh, yeah. Dylan White. Dylan White ever going... Is this shot ever going to happen? Yeah, what is happening? What is it? Are we talking like thousand plus days? Well, what what we WBC, Mauricio Solomon, the WBC president, has said, look, right now they're going for an arbitration situation, a legal situation with Dylan White. That's because... Dillian White prior took out a legal situation on the WBC for not getting his shot. Mm. So they're saying, look, once we go through all this, and I think they will go for it, you'll get your shot. So it's not really a case of him not getting it yet. It's a case of, look, you, you tried to take us to court. You know, let, let's kind of sort that out first, mm. and then we can kind of give you what you want. So that's the issue. Yeah, but some people will say the WBC, we're, we're going to let him have a fight 
you know, just the other day. Why were they allowing him to to pay sanction fees for that fight he would have just had just then mm. if now we've got an issue situation going on mm. over here? It sounds a bit pol- political. They, 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 they. They've used that loophole yeah. of him going against them before um, with the opening investigation. Um, to be honest, yeah, my worry, even if the WBC did mandate Dylan White versus Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury seems like the kind of guy that will just say, take your belt back. I do what I want to do. No one is going to tell Tyson Fury to do what he wants to do. Yeah, so... Tyson Fury hasn't come out and said he wants to fight Dillian White. There's been no, like, nothing from Tyson Fury. He's gone radio silence with it. So his dad came out and said, look, Tyson Fury won't do it. He's done whatever he needed to do in the sport of boxing. He might retire. Tyson Fury is the kind of person, the character, that I feel would just think, yeah, done. Mm. Honestly, I'm done. Yeah, he doesn't chase anything. He doesn't really care about it at all. So he'll think he's beating the baddest man on the planet, which is Deontay Wilder. Why am I going down and fighting the other the other guys and that's kind of his thought process sometimes Steve, Steve do you think that's kind of why the WBC wouldn't order the fight because they want to keep Tyson Fury as champion then in that case rather than have him dash the belt it's a bit of conspiracy theory yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah, alright Dave conspiracy theory you're pushing that but um, mm. I just think for some reason I really think they don't like white attitude whatever it may be past endeavours mm. following him I don't get why um, he just keeps getting shady like this to be honest with you Mm. I don't get it, man. But yeah, maybe they want to keep uh, Fury. As, as I say, as I said earlier, there's not much going on. There's not much going on, especially up there. You know what I mean? So maybe they want to keep him around, um, keep the division exciting. But um, yeah, the Dillian White is a bit. Uh, It'd be a massive fight for, for him, Britain man. as well. Like mm. potentially, like Tyson Fury's not fought here for so long. He's mm. been fighting in America. He's a big United fan like yourself. You know. Look at the little winky this game. Did the camera catch that winky this game? Yeah, no, <laughs> big United fan like yourself. And I think him fighting Dylan White, Old Trafford, 75,000, big homecoming fight, he'll sell that immediately. And Dylan White will sell it as well. So hopefully it can be made, but mm. don't hold your breath. Remember to find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been From the Corner, brought to you by Joe and The Zone. You've been listening to From the Corner, brought to you by Joe and The Zone.